the gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your butt. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs Down Under. It's the final week of recaps of Heroes v. Villains. Very sad that it's over, but we're not going to cry because it's over. We're going to smile because Liz won. Yes! I'm John Ross, <laughs> I'm... and I'm joined as always by Ricard Foyer. <laughs> Welcome, Ricard. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quick reaction to the winner. We're going to talk about it all because we have two episodes to talk about. Two big episodes. Uh, even a jury member went home. And so we have a lot to talk about. But first of all, Queen Liz. Oh, my gosh. I, I truly, I couldn't be happier for her. From the second I saw that creepy-ass smile and those pigtails, I was in love. <laughs> and although she may not have been my initial... You're referring to her Harley Quinn sort of... Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, intro video. Yes. Yeah, let's not just randomly call her creepy and weird. <laughs> yes. No, uh, her Harley Quinn-esque thing where she's wearing her boyfriend's brand of uh, tea, street X wear, however you say it. Yeah. Obsessed. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so happy for her. So happy. It's well-deserved. Yeah, and but- even though she was an under... Um, under edited queen, I still think we knew her entire story. They go, they could have given more of her perspective, as you've said to me many a time on FaceTime, but I under, like, I know her entire story arc and that makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, obviously I'm thrilled that Liz won. I've been calling Liz as a potential winner ever since the tribe swap. So let the record show, rewind (laughs) the tapes. I have been a Liz truther for weeks and weeks. And I appreciate that about the edit that, you know, there was a moment in time where I thought, wait a minute, this woman could win. And then that sort of built slowly over time. My complaint about her edit would be that sort of somewhere in the post-merge, we went like whole episodes where it felt like we weren't hearing from Liz. But that sort of is what it is. I understand they had a season with George and George is a very dominant confessionalist. So they have a lot to work with there. And it was also nice to be a little bit gooped that you know it was for a long time it felt like this was george's game to win and then it became george's game to lose and then looking at who was left you were kind of like you always had liz there as the beacon of hope as somebody who could still be a very satisfying winner and not necessarily um somebody who was at odds with george although she had her moments but was working in tandem with george but also playing her own game i think just narratively as you know as a winner of this entire season narratively it makes sense and it's satisfying so i'm thrilled with a liz win oh yeah and and i just the excite i wish we could see the moment that shawnee found out she won that's what I want. Yeah. Well, did you see in Shawnee's Instagram stories that she said 
that she asked if she could be brought in with Daniel as an extra family member <gasps> for Liz at the final vote reading, and they told her no. Oh. <laughs> so she knew. Okay, so she knew that she had made it to the final three. Is that what we're insinuating I'm from this? Guessing or saying or if she an made assumption. it. Yeah, okay. it might have just been an assumption. <sighs> okay, but got who you. knows? She did get moved out of Jury Villa, she said. She said she got moved to a less luxurious hotel that had a flickering light. I know that flickering light. She took a picture of it, but she got her phone back. That's something. Yeah. Um, got so. Had a candle in her ear for her island or ocean ear or whatever the fuck it was. Tropical ear, yeah. <laughs> well, lots to say about Shawnee. So let's rewind then. Let's talk about Shawnee because I thought we already lost Shawnee. Not I thought Shawnee already had her her very devastating vote out, but no, it add insult to injury. I thought it was adding insult to injury when George did Shawnee drag, <laughs> which by the way, George did more drag this finale, but we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> uh, when George did Shawnee drag, I said that that was adding insult to injury, but actually what's adding insult to injury is kicking Shawnee off the jury. Ugh. But, I mean, as I've seen many people on Instagram and Twitter talk about, Shani has, she's been there, done that. She has had the experience. George has not. Haley has not. Um, you know, it was nice. It, it made sense of all the options available for her to not really be missing out on anything other than seeing her best friend win. Yeah, I mean, I guess. There's a few... <laughs> men on that jury who i think have also had the jury experience before and wouldn't mind yeah but nobody's played three times like shawnee (laughs) yeah well there's a reason there's a reason you bring somebody as iconic as shawnee back for a third time i know because she's iconic i hear you i hear you could you imagine her in the final tribal council sticking up for liz you know who I did imagine in the final tribal council? Nina. And we did not see a word. <laughs> Nothing. Why did they even include her exit words of, I'm excited to ask some hard-hitting questions or some difficult questions and see them squirm, if they knew she wasn't going to be featured at all? Oh. There was a moment where she tried to talk and George interrupted her. <laughs> God. It's like so sad. <laughs> well, there we go. Okay, so let's go back. Let's rewind because we're going to really rewind here to episode 23, where the last thing that we saw was uh, Liz just fuming with George for choosing to vote with Matt and Jerry. Mm -hmm. And she's really starting to get this revenge arc that we've been talking about and has sort of been bubbling under. It was put away in a drawer for a while after Shawnee was voted out of the game. And she said, you know, I want to tear george apart she wanted to really get her revenge on george but then it was kind of like then they made this jacuzzi alliance and they seemed to really you know get back together now george has broken the jacuzzi alliance nina's gone and liz is once again betrayed by the closest remaining ally she has in the game and to me this whole opening of this episode where nobody's gonna go home except for shawnee was very much like, this is it. It's official. Liz is winning the show. 
because everything was coming from Liz's perspective. Uh-huh. You had that great moment. They think they're going to the immunity challenge um, and she's putting on the immunity necklace and it's kind of like slow-mo turns into fast-mo and like she's just really talking about uh, how she's going to get there. She's she talking she's talking about the three guys that she's left with, Matt, George, and Jerry. And she says that the bond that they have is ridiculous. It's bordering on weird. I know. The bordering on weird cracked me up. Um, there were a lot of like little funny moments in this. Like, George, don't give a fuck. George could not have shown less emotion if he tried to what Liz was going through. And then we got that little silly moment of all the past players that were voted out, their faces in the fire. Do you remember that? (laughs) It's like, what is this? Like Harry Potter? (laughs) Like, what is happening? (laughs) Very strange. But yeah, no, I totally agree. Liz's perspective was finally being seen. But we did see a little bit of Matt his perspective as well and him saying a lot of winner quotes of like this is my moment i'm gonna get the million dollars blah 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 and i was a little concerned but it was just him saying what he wanted not his perspective of what he was going to do about it unlike liz yeah yeah that's been his problem the whole season really Mm -hmm. with his edit i mean with his gameplay a little bit too but with his edit like i've been saying he came up out of nowhere all of a sudden in the post merge as wanting to make big moves never does it but talks a lot about what winning would mean to him and what he gave up to be Mm -hmm. here but it was never like a clear narrative about here was my game and here's why i deserve this it was here's why i want this well don't forget i mean there was that one time he wanted to vote out george (laughs) and didn't but that was you know that was a big move you know i thought (laughs) I thought, does anybody even want to hear a recap from us about the end? It's all over. There's nothing left to speculate about. Yeah, we can give our opinions. And I thought, well, maybe we won't record a recap. Maybe we can just think about it. But then I was like, wait a second. An idea is not a recap. It has to actually happen. (laughs) I was trying to add something else in of like, I can't just attach myself to our hap and call it our own, but. (laughs) No, you can't. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's go to this uh, challenge, which they think is an immunity challenge. And we find out that it is, in fact, not an immunity challenge. We're not playing for immunity today. We're playing for an extra vote. I have to say, not to pat myself on the back. I know I sound like I'm like, well, I knew Liz was going to win. I knew Matt wasn't going to win. And I knew about this twist. Oh, shish. You love to pat yourself on the back. (laughs) Well, somebody has to. Because when Jonathan revealed that vote, immediately I thought they are voting out a jury member. Immediately. I was like, it's so clear. This is so obvious. Like, the timing is right. Uh, It makes sense because we had two episodes left and, like, it didn't make sense for the number of people that were going to be left. And so anyways, I didn't even process it because I was too focused on Liz and her face of like, does this help me or not? She just looks so pained. <laughs> like, can I, yeah. can I worked with this or wait? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, yeah, it kind of wasn't the best thing for Liz. I think Liz was really banking on an immunity challenge. Yes. And I wonder, I mean, I think it's probably for the best given 
how the, how the challenge played out that it wasn't for immunity. Mm, oh yeah. Nobody was going home because probably Liz would have gone home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Especially so, with, uh, with Poppy on that, on that little team. God, that man. Yeah, no, she would have gone home, but maybe that's, uh, no, I don't want to get into the speculation of them, you know, changing the rules or changing the game to, Oh, you have a conspiracy. Oh, per- perhaps. <laughs> no, but... You think that this was going to be an immunity. No, 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 let's hash this out. Because <laughs> you said you didn't want to get into it, and then you said it, so... Well, no, I so could, I could see it. you think that perhaps this was an immunity challenge, and they were like, wait a second, well, what are the outcomes that they don't want? That George goes home, or that Liz goes home? Liz goes home, George is always going to be safe with Poppy there, and... George wins, and it just. Then what's the problem? I would think that uh, production would want George in the final. I know, I know. So I take it all back. But God, <laughs> <laughs> but thank goodness. And you know, don't back down so easily. Let's let's fight. <laughs> I don't have a fight in me. I just it was a random okay. thought. Okay. It was a rant, okay. totally okay. random okay. thought. But right. I was thinking a lot about. Um, who we were rooting for being Liz, even though she failed. And when Matt won, we felt no joy for him. Just nothing. I felt no, I felt mm-hmm. no joy for him winning that challenge. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> and how much that added on to the fire of this being a Liz win overall. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it was uh, because I don't think it was fully just the edit, although the edit was doing a lot of work to have us sympathize with Liz during this challenge where she couldn't get the ball. Matt was just blazing through because like there isn't there is another way to show this challenge where it's a huge triumph of victory for Matt, where nobody's even touching him in this challenge. Um, and yet the focus, it felt to me, was on how poorly Liz was doing in the challenge. Mm-hmm. And particularly that shot of her uh, under the net trying to crawl through the gravel and just kind of being stuck there and like struggling and realizing like her moment is past uh, in this challenge. So it is interesting because I feel like there's some very subtle editing tricks going on there that make us feel that way. And perhaps some not so subtle ones. But there's also the broader story, which I come back to about that we're just not invested in Matt. And I just think, yes, it's nice that he has a pregnant wife or girlfriend at home and he's got this baby on the way and he seems like a nice guy. But like, other than that, I just don't think that's enough for me to be invested in him. And if I feel that way, I can't be the only one. So it's interesting how this plays out and how, as an audience member, you feel about it. You know, it reminds me of of Simon winning that individual immunity right before Tribal or during Tribal Council. Because at that point, his entire storyline, we're not rooting for him at all. And so when he wins, they're not focused on his win. They're not focused on following him through the challenge. They're focused on, look what the other players are going through. Look what's at stake for the other players that Mm -hmm. we're invested in. And with this Liz moment, it's look what's at and but then we'll turn around and be rooting for Simon so hardcore after based on his overall edit, not just that one challenge, not what's going on in that challenge. And now we have Liz, we know the stakes. She's going home if she doesn't win. She's going home if she doesn't have immunity. She's likely going home even if she has an extra vote. There's we understand what's coming with this loss. 
And it just, yeah, it reminds me of that. Yeah. Because at this point, they don't know this twist, which I totally got sidetracked and didn't never even said what it was. But I'm sure if somebody's listening to this, they've already seen the episode. So yeah. I would say, you know, she doesn't know that this extra vote is actually going to be an extra vote in, in their vote out of a jury member, which is ultimately going to be Shawnee. Um, so still Liz loses in a way because she she's not able to uh, keep that vote off of Shawnee. Her, in her mind, her only absolute guaranteed uh, vote on the jury at this point and somebody who would champion her game at a final tribal council amongst the jury. So speaking of like the final you know. vote or uh, the uh, guaranteed vote thing, there was this funny moment that George says of, that could have been that that kind of twist could have been the key or whatever words he used to him mm-hmm. have coming into this game with a crown. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> if he had voted out just the right jury member, but somebody posted on Twitter, like, Oh yes, that one vote would have changed things. <laughs> How many votes? Well, Haley yeah, got because first? I believe Haley, <laughs> I think Haley won five to two, something like that. Yeah. It might've been seven to two. It was a lot, but one jury member can yeah. can sway a big jury. Yeah. I could see that. But I think that that's what George means. I mean, George is hyperbolic. Obviously, we know that. But I, you know, I suspect if we sat George down and asked him, he would say, "Well, of course, I meant that." You know, if I got rid of whoever, I would need to. If let's say I got rid of Emmett or whatever from, I'm just picking the hottest person <laughs> member from that jury. If I got rid of Emmett, then that would have, you know, maybe he's like a thought leader amongst the jury and maybe I could have swayed more people. Yeah. Um, so I have to assume that that's what he means because it certainly wasn't going to be as strictly a numbers game there yeah. uh, as it as it seemed to be. So, yeah, um, well, Matt wins this one. And that's when Jonathan reveals that actually this is not an extra vote to cast out somebody from the tribe. It will be used to cast a, an extra vote against somebody on the jury. Now, this is a twist we have seen before. We've seen it in Ko Rong. Uh, we saw it in Australian Survivor 2017 mm-hmm. when Jericho sent Tess uh, off the jury. And... Here it is again. I'm not sure if they've done it in the in one of the seasons that I haven't seen, to be honest. Um, but tried and true in Australian Survivor, it has appeared before. It never reappeared in the States, did it? I don't think. No. Nope, nope, nope. And it's a controversial twist. How do you feel about voting a jury member off of Survivor? You, now, when you say controversial, do you mean in the sense of like you've earned your place on the jury? Because I, I feel... I feel there's already controversy still happening of people who are supposed to be on the jury that are not, such as Sydney in my season, who made it to merge and was not a jury member, such as, um, oh God, it just happened in season 42. I wish I could remember his name. He was so sweet. Well, whatever. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know. There's already controversy because what really matters is the amount of people in the jury. That's the most important factor. So there's not a tie and i think that has to take precedent yeah but yeah but here's what i'll say (laughs) i don't like it but yeah but from from season one of u.s survivor making the merge does not guarantee making the jury gretchen made the merge she was not on the jury 
Um, so I'll say there, there's precedent for that. So I, I understand like starting to collect the jury after the merge. I think that's okay. I think as sometimes they start collecting the jury before a merge. Yeah. And I think that that's an issue because I don't like when jury members could potentially be voting for or against people they've never met yes. or, or like personally played with. I think I that agree. that's an issue. I mean, I'm not on the side of it. I'm just saying like the precedent I know, being I know. I'm just, that it's loosey-goosey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking through it. The uh, the Now, the importance placed on the number of jurors to prevent a tie, and I, I'm not, I realize you're not saying this, but I know many would, and I hate that because you can't have that argument anywhere near a final three. Because no matter what the numbers are in a final three, you can have a tie. And then we have a situation like Ghost Island mm-hmm. where there's a tie and Laurel. the third place has to suddenly become a jury member yes. and vote. And I think that that's like just so anticlimactic and kind of bullshit that like the, the design of your game didn't work. Yes. Like there was a major flaw in the design of your game. And it was this final three thing. And I have to say, because Jonathan also announces that it will be a final three at this moment. I just really, really hoped it would be a final two. I realized that that comes with the risk of Matt and Jerry being in the final two, which would have been just (laughs) dreadful. (laughs) But there's something so exciting and like finite about a final two where it really feels like everything that you've been working towards comes down to this you know on paper 50 50 chance but then that you can you can make that a hundred percent chance for yourself if you're good enough to and and you know there's strategy to who you bring there and i understand why the final three exists i'm just not the biggest fan of it and something i've always loved about australian survivor is they stuck with the final two for so long i think that last season was the first time they did the final three and it didn't go great then to be honest, for uh, the other two finalists, uh, actually, we had like a very bitter jury and, and some nasty points of questioning. Mm-hmm. And we had a unanimous win. And this season, we have another final three and another unanimous win. And so it's like, well, that so I guess this- the idea of like, yeah, go ahead. I've been ranting. <laughs> well, this my conspiracy theory about it originally being immunity for the final four challenge but instead being an extra vote to get out a jury member was the fact that by making it a final three it does allow liz or george no matter what Mm. to be in the final three and they're not to be Mm -hmm. a very sad matt poppy final Mm. two that was more the all-encompassing idea of what i was saying not necessarily who Mm -hmm. goes home or preventing george from going home versus liz it was the fact that one of them would be there okay that makes sense to me yeah Okay, so the conspiracy is because they had the right amount of challenges and intended to be a final two. Yeah, but now shit, they're going to vote out George. They're actually talking about voting out George, and they're going to vote out Liz if she doesn't win because George is on top of it. And then Matt's obviously going to win over George and Poppy, the the hand on hard idol kind of final chat. Like, no matter what, George leaves then, or Liz. You know? Yeah. Okay. I see that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I, but I'm all, I'm not all that invested in that idea because I could also very easily see it being they came into it with a final three for there to be more possibilities of an exciting winner. 
not knowing that George would make it that far, not knowing Liz would make it that far, maybe even thinking Shawnee could make it that far, or Simon or Jordy at the very beginning. But there's more opportunity for one of those big players to make it when there's three people. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Conspiracy noted. So basically, this is quite simple. I feel like the way that this uh, jury vote goes, because... George really wants Simon off the jury, genuinely. Uh, I'm kind of surprised about that because I think that Simon could vote for George. Mm -hmm. I don't think Simon's holding the grudge that George thinks he's holding, unless there's something I don't know about. But I was kind of surprised that George was really pushing for Simon. And obviously Liz is on board for this, but Matt and Jerry feel it's not in their best interest. How do you feel about George's target of Simon early on in this strategy. It just kind of confused me. I I thought he would be more inclined to want to get out somebody like Flick for some reason. I I don't know why. I just kind of thought Flick mm-hmm. made a little more sense because he really didn't want to keep her, and then, then she turns against that. I I thought it. I don't know because I could see this idea of keeping Shawnee in case Liz was not in the final, and then George knows he gets that vote. Or or that he could still get that vote if Shawnee was all about gameplay and knowing that that was the right move for George. I I felt like Simon also can appreciate good gameplay and has given George so many olive branches throughout the whole season. And I feel like Flick was one of the only ones who did not give an olive branch. Flick was the only one that when Matt and Flick were on the bottom, Matt came and approached him first. Flick hesitated because she couldn't fathom working with him. Flick just stood Mm -hmm. out more to me. And maybe there's an even better option than Flick for George to target. But she popped into my head way before Simon, personally. And I would think think Sean Mm. or even Sam – would be good options as well because both kind of never trusted George, never wanted to work with him, and then mm-hmm. kind of got screwed by George. So I just don't see at least like at least with Flick maybe in George's mind. Well, they played together. They played a long time together in Brains versus Braun. So I imagine they have some kind of relationship. And so that although based on the game, I'm not sure that she would have the best feeling towards George at a final tribal council. Depends if she can put that aside or not. Um, and then I also thought don't Nina think she voted for him last time. Don't think she voted for him last time. So that should be maybe a knock against flick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Nina, I feel like Nina would have voted for George. I mean, like Nina told Liz don't sit next to him at the end, which to me tells me that Nina would consider voting for George if he was in the final tribal, no matter yeah. who he's sitting against. I could see that. Um, as she should. Like, but, if George is in the final, he should win. Like, but if there's anybody who's not going to vote for him, I would say I think Flick is a good option. Like, there's there's pros and cons to Flick. I think Sean and Sam are easy options. I think Simon really would potentially vote for George. I I absolutely agree. And when I was saying Nina, I was more thinking like, even with what you're saying, of George should not sit next to Liz. That's under the assumption that Matt is out of the game, because if George and Matt are side by side, I think that's the only way that Liz and George are in the end together because they're going to be with Poppy and Matt would be out. I think if it's George and Matt, I think there's a potential for Nina to vote for Matt, Um, you know, with them having started from the very beginning as heroes. Maybe she understands Matt's perspective a lot more. I think Nina's a little riskier to keep around personally. Mm. 
Okay. Well, Matt and Jerry are kind of like, no, we're not getting rid of Simon. The reason George doesn't want Simon there is because Simon's not going to vote for him, which means that he's going to vote for one of us. So we're not going to do that. Finally, finally, Matt and Jerry are like, let's not do whatever George tells us to do. So they kind of say, hey, look, we're going to go for Shawnee. And so that's the way it's going to go. And it's interesting that kind of, I think George is backed into this vote, right? And mm-hmm. while it works for him, because in a scenario where Liz and George did get to the final three together, I do think Shawnee would vote for Liz over George. So I think it still works for him either way. But if George is in the final with Matt and Jerry, I think Shawnee is clearly voting for George. Yes. So it's not the best. Yeah. It's just kind of what he's stuck with because Matt and Jerry have a combined three votes, so it doesn't matter. Well, Shawnee is sent away, and I do feel like it's very sad to lose her. I loved that she was able to hug Liz goodbye, and I also yeah. loved how iconic her exit was, where she's just like, because we know this, we know this like little crush that her and Jonathan share, and that she's just like, so just cruise on out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so unceremonious like there should have been something they could have done but like i guess she doesn't have a torch she doesn't have a buff to throw in the fire there's nothing to do so she's just awkwardly walking away yeah it was so sad <laughs> it's very sad even her i thought that the jury villas which you know i've been keeping up with I thought we would see Shawnee leave and like react to leaving to the game, but no, the jury villa, they did a whole ass jury villa episode about the rest of the jury being like, well, Shawnee's gone. (laughs) (laughs) No, like no comment whatsoever from Shawnee. I thought she would have um, at least some final words, like when you're voted out too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Even if not a villa or, you know, a follow up, but just final words of the game, just like voted out. Yeah. Do you think that the intention of George voting with Poppy was just to show continued loyalty to Poppy? Was that the only reason? I do. Okay. I think he wanted to be on the same page because his only hope to get to a final three, I think, relied on Jerry. I really think that he may have had the sense that Matt was smart enough to not want to take him to the final three. And that Liz might have been smart enough not to take him to the final three. And so as long as he had Jerry and if Jerry could convince Matt, you know, I feel like he thought that was his best option. But yeah, that's a good observation. Okay. I do think that's why. And it was like, and it was a good sign for George that Jerry told him. Yeah. Although I didn't love when Jerry said, Look at look at all those women up there. We've got to split them up. Oh, I know. I love that, Jerry. I know. I love that. Well, I've I've never been the biggest fan of Poppy, so I'm not like heartbroken. <laughs> I've always I've always yeah. been bothered by him a little bit. I could see him being like a sweet old man, but I've always like never I've never rooted for Poppy ever. He doesn't know he doesn't even know what any of your hobbies are. I know it, and I've we have so many in common. <laughs> yeah, like hiking. <laughs> you are a hiker. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay well let's move on to the finale because it was a very great finale and i love love this like one hour and 30 it was like 
you know, 15 minutes longer than a usual episode, like a typical mm-hmm. Sunday night episode. So loved that for the finale because some of these finales drag out. And I, I'm just not the biggest fan of Survivor finales sometimes because it's like that hour long final tribal council can really be a drag. But yeah. no, I think they did a really good job here. So let's talk about it because it opens up with kind of getting a little vignette of everybody's story why they're doing it, why they think they might win. And I think there's a lot buried in here. I think there's a lot of good stuff in here about the t- that sort of like gives us a clue of what might happen. I think there's maybe something to read into what they show of everybody. And so I want to break it down a little bit because you have George saying that he didn't take the typical approach of a returning player where they like to say like Haley, he didn't actually say this, but say like Haley came in, she had to lower her target, she had to lower her threat level to lessen her target, to survive in the game, kind of hide, scurry away uh, until she could have a moment where she could emerge as sort of like the dust settles around the the first boots. Mm -hmm. He didn't do that. He actually raised his threat level by making really big, bombastic moves. So that was a great little speech. Um, he said that this should be uh, his coronation. And then we got this like bizarre evil laugh. Soundtrack. <laughs> right. uh, I thought George's was great. And it was the confessional of a winner if we didn't already know that everybody wanted him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Jerry's narrative here was that he was a hero scorned who took revenge on his original tribe, and he's been so underestimated in the game. Not a bad narrative. Not a bad one. But not great. (laughs) Matt's is that he made it to the final four. (laughs) Matt's just said he outlasted a bunch of people. So I wasn't feeling super strong about Matt's chances at winning at that moment. Yeah. Uh, And then Liz got a nice balanced one where she said she's an Olympian. She knows how to push her body and her mind and that losing is not an option. Okay. Just wanted to touch on those because I thought that they were interesting. Given that Matt goes to the final, he's always been like in contention in the discussion about who's going to win this season. He's always been up there. And I thought he got the worst showing of all in in the opening sort of sequence of who's left in the game. Absolutely. And I think specifically the line, knowing the challenge was coming, right? We knew the challenge. We, we've we seen the trailer, the promo for the finale. We knew what was coming. The fact that they included the sentence of, I know how to push my body from Liz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like if she lost, they would have left that out. I do. I, I fully believe that. I was like, yes, she wins this challenge. She's she's about to win this fucking challenge. It was such a clear foreshadowing line that in my mind, there was no option but for her to win. Because of course, she knows how to push her body. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. What did you think of the immunity challenge? Did you play this one? Because this is a classic, the the cross or is that the one that you just you stepped out of to get? No, no, no. Rice? I stepped out of the block on the head um, that Lauren O'Connell oh. fainted okay. um, from. Oops. Lauren O'Connell from Edge of Extinction. She fainted, and then uh, Victoria kept I going. Know, She's joking. like, "Should I keep going?" <laughs> <laughs> I halfway through answering, I realized, "Oh, you've done this to me before about Lauren." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I did do this, but. I did a version that has not been done again. So I did 
a version that took place after David and Goliath with Christian Hibiki, where he kept telling stories for fucking ever with Alec, mm-hmm. and they were able to move their back and shimmy around, similar to the one that we just saw with Liz. My version was we had to have our back connected to the pole behind us at all times with oh. no arching back. So the challenge only lasted about 10 minutes. Because we couldn't give ourselves any, we couldn't move. We had to stay completely stationary with our back press. And Jeff actually stood along the back of like uh, in a line along us to monitor our backs to make sure our backs were always touching. So ours went quick. They were able to move all around and do all kinds of shit. Yeah. I, I thought it was okay. But the fact that they were able to move, and so it really depended on your slenderness to move around the spikes, I don't think that's – I don't want to say it's not fair because everybody has different skill sets that no challenge is ever going to be fair. But Poppy can't wiggle his body around those spikes. I think they should have all had to stay in the same position for it to be a fair type of fight. Um, And and I would have preferred – a more mental endurance one, like just where it goes through the night for fucking eight hours. Yeah. Cause that's just pushing yourself, not with this spike business where they have the potential of saying, Hey, put out the spike sooner so we can get this over with faster. Yeah. Um, I do think that the spikes flopped a bit because of what you're talking about. I don't, I think there's got to be something in between. I mean, maybe it is like the David versus Goliath version of the the challenge. And I think also there's a really great version of this in San Juan del Sur uh, that Reed wins and then does the splits. And Jeff has to put the necklace on him while he's doing the splits. You can tell Jeff hates that because he doesn't (laughs) like gay people. Uh, But (laughs) I said it, not you. Um, But I think that, like, I think I prefer that because it can go really long, uh, but there's only so much you can do. I think the spikes didn't add anything. Yes, there needs to be the fact that you could just move. Yes, there needs to be an element, even if you're able to move and try and get relief in some way. I think there needs to be an element of the spikes always are causing discomfort at all times. And so, what I would have preferred is that they can shimmy their upper body around, but they can lift their feet. Because then they have the pain mm. of the spikes, but they're able to get mm. relief in a different way. Instead, they had to keep their feet in the same place, but they were able to hide from the spikes. And it just didn't, it, it, like you're saying, it didn't add anything. Yeah. You wouldn't want those spikes to be too sharp if they're putting all of their <laughs> back weight. Oh, I know it. it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what a fucking a bad, <laughs> what a badass with Liz. Like, after yeah. her f- boyfriend cheers her on. And you think she's about to drop your she's about to leave. And it's giving me Pia vibes, right? Pia, who's like mm-hmm. almost about to drop out of that ch- final challenge, but then she gets some inner strength and fucking wins it. Her just giving the nod to Jonathan doesn't even say a word. Just the nod of like, yeah, fucking crank that bitch. Oh, oh, yeah. sexiest thing I've seen all day. <laughs> Liz has so many queen moments in this. Uh, and it wasn't even her first time of being like, let's do it again. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Like, it was so good. And I was so worried for her because she's had moments in, like, like in the Hand on Heart Idol challenge that they did uh, uh, several episodes ago. And she just, like, she was an early one to fall out. And that was also involving spikes, but on the feet. This is the interesting thing, is Australian Survivor loves the spikes. 
And especially I'm thinking about the brains versus brawn uh, final immunity challenge where their feet were on spikes. And then the I think there was a mechanism on the top that was closing in on them. Uh, Haley won it. Yeah, so they, they love spikes. And I feel like the spikes work better when they're on your feet yes. than when they're on your back. Especially when you can just move, which I understand that like, yeah, you have to move, but it's not like, I just feel like the distribution wasn't right enough for it to be, it was too easy to maneuver around. Like you said, I think like if you really had to twist your body to get by them, that would have been something different. Although Matt was quite contorted. He was contorted in the craziest ways. Oh, and I loved when Liz was like completely spinning her body around Mm -hmm. and everybody was noticing. (laughs) Oh, she's so amazing. I, you know what? Can we also talk about how many moments that Matt? I feel Matt's hand left that bar a little sooner than. You know what? I think Liz's did too. I, don't know. I think Liz's did too. <laughs> when she shifted her whole body, her hand left the bar. Did it? I think they all had I that kind so. of a moment where where it was like maybe. I touching. think there's just like something to like it, as long as you're like actually moving to a place and it's kind of hovering. Yeah, like you can't. You do have to move. Yes. But it's the taking it off fully. Uh, there's a fine, there's a gray area here. I just don't know what it is, but there was a moment where I was like, Liz is totally taking her hand off. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell anybody. I should cut that from the podcast and get take away her win. Oh, they okay. don't do that. I want to talk about the family members because we had Liz's boyfriend, Daniel, Gucci Smoothie. Himself, the king, <laughs> who uh, I believe designs all the clothes that Liz wears. Mm-hmm, uh, they uh, know. Street X. I've been all over Gucci Smoothie's Instagram page. He's so fascinating. And I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm fully serious. He's had such a wild, like, looks transformation over the years where they've been dating for years. And the Gucci Smoothie of the past who he just looked like a like more my type like kind of like a ratty sort of hipster (laughs) skater boy sort of thing and then and then you have the gucci smoothie of heroes versus villains who shows up as kind of like just a guy and now he's sort of this kind of like greek muscle bear looking guy (laughs) he looks totally different to the point where, because I was really doing a deep dive on him, and I was like sharing this with Kevin, who filled in with, uh, for you on the week of Shawnee's exit, and he was like, "Who's Daniel, and why didn't they bring was his boyfriend?" <laughs> I was like, "It is. That's that's my point. He yeah. always looks different." Yeah. So, anyways, Daniel's an icon. So we had Daniel for Liz. We had uh, jo- uh, Jerry's wife, uh, Pam. Seems like a sweet woman. She called him Papa Smurf. We had Matt's girlfriend, Kirsty, uh, wife. I don't know. Are they married? I don't. Fiance. You thought. know what? It's twenty twenty three. It doesn't matter. Kirsty, <laughs> uh, pregnant with her little bump, very adorable. But I mean, come on, George manages to steal the show again, bringing in none other than the Duchess of Double Bay, Kara. <laughs> Straight from Double Bay to Samoa. One way ticket, please. <laughs> because she better be on the next season. <laughs> Didn't you just bring her up in our last recap? Literally just brought her up. <laughs> I literally manifested this. 
because <laughs> Kara is the first person I ever experienced. I like that I ever it was my first awareness of the term empath. Because you remember that Kara was an empath on yes. Brains versus Brawn. That was like her whole thing. Yes. And then it was like shortly, it was only like a few months later that the the concept of being an empath really blew up online as something that people made fun of. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, it's real. I know an empath. It It's the Duchess of Double Bay. <laughs> 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 so what a joy to see Kara out there. I mean, like, and that that was George's family member. I think it was perfect and sweet. It very much reminded me of like on... Uh, uh, when when you had like returning players like Jeremy in Second Chance right gets a visit from Val who was a content contestant on San Juan del Sur right or when you have like in Winners at War different family members who also played uh, Survivor or were on Blood versus Water seasons uh, it's nice to see them come back and interact with the franchise in this weird little way I so, and you know I will say I also even though I couldn't stand um. I think his name was Ben, but Shay, her loved one being Ben, who was voted out in the first mm. half of the game. Oh, yeah. 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 What's your problem with Ben? You didn't like Ben? He was such an asshole. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I literally don't remember. <laughs> oh, my God. He was awful. <laughs> yeah. Like, vaguely. I just, yeah. There was a lot of men I wasn't a big fan of last season, but. Yeah, he had um, no need to revisit that. Well, let's revisit it for a second because him and Shay <laughs> had a little cameo in the mole. Oh yeah, you yeah, told me about this. Yeah, tell me more. They played waiters in one of the episodes. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know what's going on, but they were extras in it. Yeah, I don't think I caught that when I watched the mall. Mm. Okay, so they are broken up acting. Or they are, well, I didn't ask you what their marital status. (laughs) They're acting as a waiter and waitress in a scene? Both of them? Yes, both of them. Or are they actual servers? No, they're not servers. It is like they were just. They're not servers, but they were serving. They were serving. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, interesting. Very interesting. So random. (laughs) Glad they're up to something. Yes. Even if they're not together. I can't confirm that. I don't know. Okay. Well, look, Liz wins despite George's best efforts to work against her on the bench, trying to get Jerry to vote Liz out. Never stops playing. Never stops. Yeah. Nice try. Nice try. Well, he he caught up with Kara. There was only there was only so much to say. As an empath, she can just touch him and know everything that's going on. So she was like caught up in an instant. And so they ran out of stuff to talk about, probably. So he's like, let me go talk to Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all for nothing, because Liz wins the final immunity challenge. I was honestly screaming at the TV. I was screaming at the TV (laughs) in the the final moments, because they're both shaking. They're making it look really close. And Liz winning was just such a queen moment. Oh, so much joy love when jonathan has to come over and help them step down because it shows like the fatigue and just how fucking hard Mm -hmm. it is um poppy needing to be walked to his seat after just an hour not just an hour i'm not criticizing it at all but just like i love when you really get to see the toll it takes on you i love that yeah yeah me too i think that's what we're missing from you a survivor in there 
and that they don't do these long endurance challenges anymore. I know they do some that still are painful and whatever, but there's just something to these several hour challenges that really gets me riled up. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, Liz is safe and wants her revenge on George. Finally, she's ready to strike. But Jerry (laughs) is the one saying, hey, everyone, you all did so much better than me. Why don't you just vote me out? (laughs) Now, okay, now let's, let's break this down. Do we think this was a trick from Jerry? I know it's very unlikely, especially with the edit. It does not look like it. It looks like he was coerced into voting out George at the last minute. He needed to be convinced. But do we think there's the possibility that Matt had already established to Poppy, like, we need you to pretend and give George the idea that it's not him going home mm. I, which i don't know why there's no idols in play there's no advantages but we never yeah. fucking know you never know what could yeah. be around the corner do we think there's even the possibility that poppy was bullshitting there could be the possibility okay i haven't thought about it maybe maybe but <laughs> if that happened and matt never brought it up and jerry never brought it up at final tribal council <laughs> Death to all of them. <laughs> well, you know, things happen at Final Tribal Council that you just, they seem like the biggest moment, and yet they never come to fruition, or they do in an odd way. Like, one, oh, mm-hmm. this is a perfect example of just, like, you're caught up in the moment, you forget to mention what could literally save your game. Um, yeah. Like, forty season 42, I have it on good authority that the very epic moment of Marianne saying, I have the one secret in the game, this idol that I never played, that happened. Jeff had asked everybody, do we have everything we need to vote? And I believe it was Lindsay Dolaswitch who said, no, I have another question. I need more. Then that question is asked, and then Marianne has the most epic moment of the whole tribal council and becomes the winner. That moment did not happen. Like, it could have potentially never happened on camera. Mm. And so I, I could see, I'm just saying I could see it as like yeah. a thing that, yeah. like, whoops, it slipped my mind. Just like, oh, I don't even remember. But, but, but then there, it is up for contention of whose move that was. And they do get into it about Liz saying, well, it was my move to get you. It wasn't Matt's move. Which I feel like if, if, if indeed this was, a trick then certainly at that point you go wait 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 wait. no and i can prove it it's because jerry i told jerry to go say or jerry says i i decided to put the target on me as like a smoke and mirrors it's it's always possible i mean i i i I agree i i think it's a very slim chance that's a thing (laughs) but when i even think about the question of you know what was give me a proactive versus a reactive move in the game that came from sam and all I was thinking for Sean or for Liz was the fact that you were not reactive to George fucking you over and you waited episodes, full voting things to get your revenge. You weren't just blinded by it. You didn't have the Simon Tunnel vision. You just held your ground, played nice, were not reactive, and you came up with a plan over time. And she didn't say anything about that. She just said, I outlasted you. That is reactive, though. That is reactive. 
Like the only reason she would have that plan is because Shawnee was voted out, I, which I, is a reaction to Shawnee being voted out. I suppose, but I, I guess I'm more just thinking like not being reactive instantaneously, but yeah, like yeah. being proactive of like, I'm going to come up with this plan for later. Not right now. This is because everything is reactive in the game. Like every single, everything is reactive based on what has taken place. It does. It's. Mm-hmm. I'm more thinking of not getting tunnel vision and clouded judgment and pausing. That's the kind of reactive mm-hmm. I interpreted it as. And can we also say Sam looks confused at all times? I've never seen somebody look so confused. <laughs> Okay. Well, we're not at, we're quite at tribal council yet. I know, uh, but I was excited. So. <laughs> I know. But that's look, Sam. That's the that's the look he had when I first may, caught his eye on the train in in Vienna. So, you know, <laughs> this is never going to stop. <laughs> You're never going to stop bringing that up. <laughs> uh, okay. Well. What I didn't love about this whole strategy session before going to vote George off was that we got Matt and Jerry talking about voting George out. You know, Matt's trying to convince Jerry, look, it's not the worst thing to go back on your word. Like, you know, it's the end of the game. Like, it's, you're not going to fall on your sword for this guy. Okay. We don't get anything from Liz. Like, we got from Liz right at the beginning, I want my revenge on George. George is going home. But we got no footage of her talking to Matt or Jerry. Uh, We did get footage of her talking to George and saying, oh, yeah, okay, we're voting for Jerry. We know that's not going to happen. But I think that there was a little bit of agency taken away from Liz in this edit. Either either she didn't talk to them, which I find hard to believe, uh, or she did and it wasn't shown. And maybe they were just trying to hide the winner edit, like not make it so obvious for Liz or something. But I didn't love that we didn't see her talk to any of the uh, the boys besides George. Yeah, it, it definitely makes so little sense considering she ends up, regardless of whose plan it was, she ends up with the credit at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if Matt wins and they want to pretend he gets the credit, then that would make sense. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, maybe totally. maybe this was proof enough. Maybe her this was their way of tricking us, and then this was the all the proof we needed that nobody could fight her on it <laughs> effectively. Yeah. I loved at Tribal that George is heaping praise on Liz. And he says, This this young woman that I met all these weeks ago. She's so driven. She's so strong. She's so she's an Olympian. Mm. Uh like he's feeling he's feeling the heat i think and i feel like he can feel uh liz's you know sights being set on him in this moment because i mean you definitely see george handing out compliments but not often mm-hmm. so i really loved that and this is it i mean george is sent home with uh, the three votes from matt jerry and liz and it's the end of an era did you notice something about the music during this vote out? I noticed that there was music. <laughs> when Liz goes to vote out George, Shawnee's theme music is playing. Oh. And I just died. I was like, oh, this is her moment. This is her moment. She's getting her revenge. This is all good. She's getting all the credit for this. Like, this is the Shawnee, like the little evil music that always played when Shawnee was on the screen. Liz got it. Are you talking about the ha, 
Um, yes, yes, yes. Interesting, because I was looking for that music when Shawnee got voted out of the jury and it didn't come. But I didn't notice it in this moment. I'm going to yeah. go back and watch it. Okay. Love that. Love, Love it. that. Anything to say about George? I think it's perfect. I, I'm glad he was voted out. I mean, I'm sad for him as a friend, but I think it was perfect. I think it was a silly little moment he threw in there of like, where does my torch go? It's like, the same place everybody else's torch goes. <laughs> we get it. You've never had your torch snuffed. But um, I think my overall favorite aspect of this vote out was it wasn't taunted in the promos over and over and over again, mm-hmm. trying to encourage us to watch the episode. It just happened. It was was authentic and he tried his best and he couldn't escape it and they didn't maximize the drama by teasing us with it i i, I don't know i just mm-hmm. i really like that it was just a vote it just happened and that was it yeah i agree you know even though i've been kind of secretly well not so secretly rooting for liz for many many weeks now it's because i've thought that there's no way that george is getting to the end the fact that he came this close is incredibly impressive. He's played one of the best games I've ever seen, certainly one of the most entertaining games I've ever seen on any Survivor. He is a legend. I would love to see him play US Survivor. Like, I would love to see this guy, like, I really would. God, he, he would, would rub run circles around these losers. He would, but he would <laughs> rub everyone the wrong way with, like, I mean, the way that's what he does i know Do you think he rubbed everybody the right way here he made it to the end but even like when you're just hanging out with him as buddies you're like oh god <laughs> did you just offend me <laughs> like do you hate me <laughs> he's just so intense he's so intense but i my favorite part of him getting voted out liz whispering i finally got you love it mm-hmm. And I, for, I was a little nervous for a brief moment. I always get concerned with like people's egos, especially men's egos, that that could bite her in the ass. But George is so dedicated to the game. He he was going to use that as a positive of like she got me. Yeah, I I, I think he you. saw Liz as a formidable opponent slash ally mm-hmm. because I mean like the reason he wanted to go to the end with Matt and Jerry was because he knew he could beat them. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to go with Liz because he knew it would be a tougher battle. And he's been in that position. He's been with a Liz-like figure in the past, in the end, and he lost. And so I think he has a lot of respect for Liz. And although he wanted her out, I think he's able to recognize, like, game recognizes game, you know? So yeah. uh, it was nice. It was nice. Before we talk about the final tribal council, we do get another little check-in vignette with each of the final three as they're making their little breakfast and everything and uh, again we get liz talking about you know being the last villain standing being the last woman standing waiting to the right moment to take out george you know all the great story that she has um but also being concerned that she's up against two very well-liked players with a jury stacked full of heroes which is which is like does feel like it could be a significant problem for her mm-hmm. um matt well he's got a family <laughs> again <laughs> got, got a family back home <laughs> but jerry's story i thought like was pretty moving yes. and 
I thought, is Jerry about to win this game? Like, don't make us cry. I was sobbing, and I'm glad that you can acknowledge that you were crying because you're a heartless demon who never cries. But wow, it really hit me. It really hit me. <laughs> Poppy, well, I mean, like you've <laughs> cried every like every every recap we've done. There's been a I a, I'm a cried. Like I know, like I know. Okay. I'm a crier. I'm a crier. <laughs> <laughs> but this one was an extra. This one was an extra sweet, and I love when I love when they really get you. With, like, the emotional moment. But then I was like, damn. We've got nothing else from him this whole fucking season to make us emotionally That's connected That's what's crazy. Him. He has this wild story about his business and his flying planes. And... They've touched on it like, once. I don't know where we're hearing that... We're hearing that he's got his business destroyed, his life destroyed during COVID. He has no money. Like, this money would change his life. Like, why haven't we heard about this? Yeah. All of a sudden, we're, like, being hit with a ton of bricks about uh jerry's life who we turns out we barely know anything about yeah so also jerry's been in three plane accidents what <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah found that out uh in an interview i listened to with jerry oh like jerry's got quite a story here but uh, we didn't we didn't really get it on survivor let's talk about the final tribal council the first thing i need to say before we get to any arguments is that George shows up in some kind of Freddie Mercury slash Prince drag <laughs> with a full mustache, like purple sleeveless <laughs> collared jacket. It's absolutely wild. He's like really hit the sleigh button at Jury Villa. Slay. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute. I loved that. It was cute. It was cute. I loved it. Because we've never seen George on a jury before, famously. I so, know. No. He was like the con of the season. Remember, con was turning looks every, yes. every episode yes. on the jury. Okay, so let's get to the arguments that they make because I think this is really interesting. Because Liz makes a really, really great argument. She's talking about her physicality. She's talking about coming in with no strategic experience, aligning herself with the returning players, sort of like hiding amongst the returning players, learning from them, making all of these alliances that she needed, not burning bridges as she voted people out, which maybe some other people can't say. That might've been George's downfall mm -hmm. if he was at Final Tribal and then taking credit for taking George down. So I feel like, Liz really knocked it out of the park. Oh, solid opening statement. Now, this is where I get really jealous. Um, American Final Tribal Council no longer has opening statements, which I've never understood why they got rid of it. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I, don't, I hate it. I don't know what the purpose of that is. Like, Especially when there's this whole idea of like, you know, get some rest tonight. You're going to need it for the jury tomorrow. It's like, what are they prepping for? The... the they don't know what's going to be asked. <laughs> it's like going to a job interview and you're like, oh, I know that I have to. It's like, you know, I have to give an, uh, an example of a time that this happened, how I dealt with it, et cetera, et cetera. But you have to prepare like 25 because you don't know what questions are going to be asked. Yeah. And you still want to like convince them that you're the right person for the job and you have mm -hmm. all the qualifications. And you're like just trying to. And then you end up repeating yourself a whole bunch of times. Yeah, at I'm least pretty disappointed. The, like that's okay. That's going to happen. But like at least let the contestants give a narrative like the yes. narrative is so important how they yeah. saw their game yeah at our final travel council for my season jeff specifically 
said, we will not be doing opening statements. You will like it was like it wasn't this thing of we assumed it was going to happen, but then he actually just went straight into the questions. He made it clear this is not something you get. The end. Mm. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Now Liz's opening statement though was so fucking baller, so good that Sam almost cries. If you like zoom in, yes. His face, like, and I don't know if it was him crying at her statement or crying at the fact that, like, he was visualizing, like, envisioning himself being in that place to say a statement like this or, like, the sadness of not being in the final, whatever it was. Mm. But there was a little, a little sad little moment with Sam from the side. Very small, subtle, but it was sweet. I was a little confused. My Sam? Your Sam. (laughs) The shocked Sam. But I think... It was very purposeful that they had Liz go first. Why? She wasn't in order. Like, it made no sense for Liz to go first. I got tea. I've got tea. (gasps) Well, I listened to Liz's exit interview with Khan on Talking Tribal, which was recorded before the show was aired. And she said, well, you know, obviously they made me go last in the opening statements. She said she went last in the opening statements. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, this is surprising specifically because of Matt's reaction. There's a reaction shot from him when he's asked like, to say his statement where it looks like he's looking at Liz and then like jittery because he has to follow such a tough act. Mm. And so I actually Honestly, like. They're splicing together these things like fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I know that. I totally understand they splice shit together. But specifically, that moment stood out to me of me thinking to myself, oh, they're not doing this for dramatic effect, showing us them out of mm. order. This actually did take place in this order because of how he reacted. Because he was looking at Liz, and then it was his turn. And I just thought, wow, oh, they really had Liz go first. How do they justify that to everybody? Because everybody's watching this and you just chose Liz to go first? Weird. Yeah, she said in her interview that she went after Matt and Jerry. Interesting. Maybe they took that from like, you know, some questioning or something. Maybe. Maybe. They did a good job. Yeah, I bought it. I fully bought it. (laughs) Well, let's talk about Matt because he talks about how he wants to transform his family's life and he's played a social game with everyone. He did have like some good points about um, having to adapt after the tribe swap and kind of align with George, even though that was never his intention. And he did go like, I felt like some of these things were a little bit of a stretch, like giving the phone call away to Jordy as a, as a social move. It's like, yeah, I mean like it can be interpreted as a social move, but I thought, in the moment he was just being nice. Uh, I didn't see it as like a huge strategic play from him, but I mm-hmm. guess you use whatever you can use when, <laughs> when you're at the final tribal council. Uh, but you know, he did go from the bottom to the top with a flip that he made and he made it in the final three as a result. So uh, I think that he's probably like doing the best he can with what he's got to work with. Yeah, and I'm not and like I laughing at little... Matt. Just to be clear, I feel bad, but like he's working with what he's got. Yeah, I I, I was getting a little confused at who was going to win for a, the briefest moment because Liz had winner music 
during her opening statement. It was very epic, very, oh yeah, this is the person we're rooting for. Then we got very blah music with Matt. I was like, oh yeah, this is flop music. But then he started talking about giving up the pregnancy phone call. And it went right mm-hmm. back to like hot, pull on your heartstrings, root for this man. He's been through so much music. And I was like, oh shit, wait, is he going to be second place? Oh, are we getting some votes here? What's what's happening? The music is so important to the narrative. And I, I was actually getting a little bit confused with how they were presenting it to us. Mm. What did you make of Jerry's opening statement? Do you remember Jerry's opening statement? Not a fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to look down at my notes. I was like, do I have anything? <laughs> he did say he's the oldest to ever play, which is oh. a good stat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he beat the odds in the age game. He overcame an injury. Remember he had an injury early in the game? Uh-huh. Yes, I do. I do. Uh, he was deemed disposable by his tribe. I actually think that he's got a good story. Like the the being sent away from the Heroes tribe where they were clearly saying, we don't need you. It wasn't even, they didn't even try to hide that this was some kind of strategic decision or something or like couch it in that way. They just said, forget it. Like, we don't need you. You're disposable. Yeah. Sent over to the villains. He does come back, but he ends up joining the Spice Girls and kind of flipping and targeting out all, targeting all of those um, top dogs, the meat tray, if you will, of the heroes. So I do, I do think he has a good story. I, You know what? I'm starting to remember a little bit of this opening statement, and I do remember it standing out the fact that he very much was focused on saying, um, they should have voted me out. I should have been out of there with the injury. He was very much like, I should have left because of this injury. But then on the flip side, he is focusing all of his attention on this vendetta against being cast aside. And so I remember that thinking that doesn't add up. He should be saying like, oh, I had this injury and people underestimated that I could have continued. But Mm. instead he was saying I should have been kicked out of the game. But then he's mad at people for wanting to kick him out of the game. And I remember that just not adding up. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. There's just, a, there's just a different way to phrase it of like, I know it looked like things, I was down and out, but nobody gave me a shot and that was hard. And then I was cast aside. That would have been a more sentimental thing for me to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved George's question to Liz and Matt when he did say this, you know, name a, name a move that wasn't instigated by me that you participated in. And... <laughs> Just the great stuff that came out of this with Matt, where uh, he's saying, well, like, you know, um, uh, there's there's the, the time I thought about voting you out was Simon. That was a move I almost did, but didn't do. <laughs> that didn't do it. I, so, uh, I almost got where he was going, where he was like, I had this option open to me and the move I made was to not do it. I get what he was trying to say, but it's a terrible answer to the <laughs> yeah. question, which is very specific. Like, give me the move you made, right? Like, the move can't be, I stayed in my alliance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, that's, I like, it is, a, it is a move, and it did get him to the final three, but that's not a movie instigated. It's hard to, it's hard to, like, apply that to the question necessarily, where I felt like Liz really really Sean here because she said, you know, there were so many moments where me and Shawnee were working against you behind the scenes. And here's a moment when I chose to save flick. Like, Ooh, did it work yes. out? 
for her didn't work out really, but I loved that Flick turned to George and said, is that true? (laughs) And George says, yes, because I'm confused because I thought Flick knew that was true because that was the whole thing about, I mean, like maybe she just didn't know the mechanics of how she was saved in that tribal Mm -hmm. council because you remember it was like this telephone game of Liz telling Shawnee, tell George if he's not going to change his vote, I will play my idol for Flick. Yeah. Which causes George to pull Stevie aside, et cetera, et cetera. But the whole point was that they saved Flick and then Flick didn't end up working with them. And so they were mad about it and upset about it. Um, But I guess Flick never knew how it actually all went down, that there was like an idol involved and that Liz was really riding hard for her. So I loved that moment of Flick finding that out, George confirming it in front of the jury, which was almost like, in a way, it felt like George is saying, this is a good answer. And it's true, and mm-hmm. I respect it. And you all should, too. Yes. You know, there were two moments like that. One of them was with Poppy. Poppy said something, and I actually felt like George lied and said that Poppy was correct. Do you know what I'm talking about? Poppy says, like, something was his move, and that that was... um him convincing George to go along with his move. They worked in tandem. He wasn't just doing what he was told by George. And George kind of hesitated and said, that's true. But I I didn't believe it. I did not believe George saying this. I didn't, it didn't feel authentic. I think he just didn't want to hurt Poppy's feelings or he wanted Poppy to have something under his belt, even though he wasn't going to get the votes. It didn't seem authentic. Like it was with Liz saying like, yeah, that was true. I, I totally yeah, that I co-signed is bringing that. a bell and I don't I can't remember what that specific question was I think it was like what was a move that was your move and yeah but I mean, sorry what was the answer yeah I mean, yeah, yeah I can't, I can't remember, remember. And, but I don't think that I don't think Poppy thinks it's true I don't think he made it up I think he genuinely believed he had more authority in that move than he did and George wanted to let him have that, which I think was a kindness from George, but not authentic. I do not believe it was authentic. Then we also have like Liz pointing out just like randomly that she was there fighting every other night. And I I forgot about that even being a possibility of an argument that she with the tribal like five more times than Matt and Poppy did. <laughs> like that's yeah. huge that's something huge yeah. i always yeah. i i hyper focus on it and get pretty frustrated when i think about my season like i was in danger and at tribal like four times more than the winner of my season and that frustrates me that it doesn't get like more credit and so i love that liz actually got to say it and get credit for it and acknowledgement of more like, credit oh, where just credit in the sense of like I, this is just a personal thing and it has it doesn't really matter at the end of the day but when people say oh yeah erica did circles around ricardo whatever you know just like passing statements of people having favorites <laughs> on twitter yeah. I, I really yeah. am saying this casually i it's not like a vendetta or something yeah, yeah. i'm holding against erica but like <laughs> you didn't fucking go to tribal the first half of the game and how much more work certain people have to do to stay in the game because of just circumstances out of your control. See, I see that both ways. I see that both ways. I think we've talked about this before where it's like, yes, it is harder to go to tribal more often because then you're having to do the whole rat race every two, three days, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, But also the point is to win the challenges. So you don't go to tribal. Yes. But also you you can't hold that against somebody's game that they didn't, that they 
won no, the totally, challenge. Totally, totally, totally. I that's why I'm not saying it's like a big deal or anything, but there it still is something. It's it's a hurdle you have to overcome. Yeah. You know, it's the uh, it's part of an underdog story or whatever. Not that for I, sure. It's yeah. better at, at a final tribal council to say I had to do this every two nights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than to say, well, we won every challenge. Like it, it's certainly better for your resume. Yeah. To be going to tribal more frequently. Not that you want to, but if you're in the situation where you are going more frequently, you've got more to talk about because nobody yeah. cares that you won challenges pre-merge. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we talked that one in a circle. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, can I? Yeah. Now this is just a very s- subtle, like closing statement moment from Liz where she said, I put myself in pole position to be soul survivor. And I don't know why I'm like hyper-focused on this, but the fact that she's using a reference to her Olympic sport, that is such a big part of her life. And like using this metaphor of being in position to like win Mm -hmm. before winning. I just, Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with that line which it's such a like silly thing i I don't know why i'm so hyper focused on it but i love it (laughs) love it um what about when jerry got read for filth by the jury (laughs) and they were like you don't even know us (laughs) it felt like it was a one-way street talking to you yeah and this is on top of i mean this adds a lot to what nina was saying at her last tribal of you know, are you really doing anything if you're just sitting? Are you making moves if you're just tending to the fire? You know, you're off in your own world mm-hmm. just being told what to do. Apparently, that was the vibe with everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I felt bad. with, oh, But yeah. it was interesting because it's like, I feel like I'm Jerry. Where he's like, look, you're all interested in football. I don't watch football. I make those judgments about people in real life where I'm like, oh, this person's into sports. We're not going to have anything to talk about. When Sean's like, football's my job, I have so much else going on in my life that you never bothered to learn about. Uh, I thought that was like a powerful moment because I would I would pass judgment on somebody like a Sean or a David to be like, well, I'm, I'm never going to have anything in common with these people. And yeah. for Sean, of all people, this like big Sexy, head. tall... <laughs> beautiful yeah. man yes to come forward and be like i'm more than football <laughs> uh, i was like oh yeah you are <laughs> um so i it was and it's just crazy because it's like Jer- jerry is usually not the person that that kind of uh, argument would be tossed at but mm-hmm. he was so i thought i found that whole thing very very interesting and then he kind of goes like sorry i don't know if he said i don't know if he apologizes or does apologize it doesn't apologize yes. because he says he either says i, I can't, can't apologize, apologize for it or i can <laughs> i i <laughs> couldn't I tell hear it and there's no i mean like oh he apologized for it oh he did the amanda camel mistake of apologizing at final tribal council mm. or he said, he said he i can't can. <laughs> <laughs> can't or he said he can't yeah i couldn't tell either wow. i rewound it and i couldn't i couldn't glad i wasn't alone in that no yeah okay. totally Anything else about the questioning that you wanted to talk about? Um, not necessarily about a specific question, but after one of Liz's many like very on-point answers, there is this moment, I think I sent you a video, of George 
His eyes a little teary, a little bit red, mm-hmm. smiling at Liz, and Liz giving the most proud, like, I did it, emotional smile back. Beautiful moment, 10 out of 10 moment. And George getting emotional. I mean, it was like really pulling at my heartstrings in a lot of ways because you clearly see this pride in one of his first alliances, one of the three of them winning. And then also the heartbreak of probably him realizing, fuck, two times I didn't fucking win. And how Mm. hard that must be. And how sad, like how just beat up he must feel knowing that yes we love liz yes there have been there's been really great gameplay but he he truly did play the best game i've ever seen in survivor Mm -hmm. ever an individual play and not winning that is pretty fucking heartbreaking yeah but i do feel like the past and, and for a lot of them on the jury i felt like watching them vote for liz to win was very heartwarming because mm-hmm. they just I, like, especially I think ending on Haley's vote for Liz, ending the show on Haley's vote for Liz, where she said something to the effect of, uh, uh, "This is a game where women villains and newbies were all an endangered species, and you, the combination of all three, rose to the top." Um, I could say that for Mimi as well. She didn't rest the top, but she was the combination of all three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so with Sarah, actually, uh, would have loved the final three: Mimi, Liz, and Sarah. But all that aside, uh, I think and en- like ending on Haley's words uh, was was really nice. It's like just beautiful to see this iconic female winner passing the torch to a new iconic female winner. Seeing George's vote for Liz, uh, it would have been nice to see Shawnee's vote for Liz. But yeah. um, the fact that it was unanimous. Um, and mm-hmm. it was just so satisfying to watch her win. I will say I am furious that there were no pyrotechnics when yes, she won. I've- that is my favorite <laughs> thing to happen on Australian Survivor is when the fucking tribal council set blows up. Yeah. <laughs> and it never happened. It might have been because of the rain. I mean, it wasn't a torrential downpour, but it was it was misty. <laughs> no, film it again. Film it again. <laughs> We'll have to have Liz back to win again so that she can have her moment. Oh, such a good game. I'm so I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. And thank you, Liz, for following Drop Your Buffs. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Liz, for following Drop Your Buffs. I messaged Liz like a couple weeks ago and I was like, big fans here. Um, this was after she followed us, by the way. Big fans here. We'd love to have you on the podcast. And she was like, sounds great. Mm-hmm. Message her again. She hasn't read it. She's so, pretty busy, Sean. She's busy. I think she's busy. She's spending. She's got $500,000 to spend. She's busy. I understand. I hope that we can have Liz on. I feel like we might. I hope that we can have George on. We might. What we do have coming for everybody is a conversation that we're going to have with an executive producer of Australian Survivors. So look forward to that because we've got a lot of questions about how this show works. Mm -hmm. The advantages and twists and non-elimination rounds, uh, the editing, lots of great stuff to talk about there. This is going to be our first time talking, my first time talking to somebody on uh, the other side of the camera, the production side of the show. So that's going to be really fun. Um, And hopefully we will have uh, one or two player interviews uh, to come after that. So stay tuned. 
You can follow us at Drop Your Buffs Pod on Instagram to make sure you don't miss any of this info on upcoming episodes. We will post a whole whack of photos from the finale week of Australian Survivor. What should people comment under the photo? Ricard? Is there a pole vaulter? Let's take a gander. (laughs) There's a lot of sports. Why don't we do a lady doing a cartwheel to celebrate Liz's win? Cartwheel. Perfect. There are three options for cartwheels. So just pick whatever. I don't think they're gendered. They are. It doesn't matter. They are gendered. So let's. <laughs> or they're haired. There's a How ponytail one and a short hair one. Well, so we're placing the gender of the cartwheel emojis now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to do cartwheel emojis in the comment to celebrate the incredible win of Elisabetta Parnova. Is it Parnova or is that is that Italian or is it Parnov? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's Parnova. Elisabetta Parnova. Okay. Well, what a season. Thank you, Ricard, for joining me for these recaps. We'll see you in at least one interview <laughs> to wrap up the season. So thank you, everybody, for listening to these long-winded Australian Survivor recaps. And subscribe so you don't miss uh, all of the coverage we're doing of Survivor 44 and alumni interviews that we will have on the way on Patreon. Evan and I will be starting our rewatch of Survivor Panama. We've already wrapped our rewatch of Survivor Borneo, so that is all available if you want to check out our Patreon. With that, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.